Episode 44, Eliminate Bureaucracy and Micromanagement. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential, the game changers. And episode number 44, we're talking about eliminating bureaucracy and micromanagement. Jason Jennings, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be with you again. All right. So, well, we've done enough of these episodes that I am uh, pretty confident you're not a big fan of bureaucracy. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I, I, I do believe you need good management. You need good support systems. Uh, you need good checks and balances. But once you have uh, a big strategic objective uh, of, of what you're trying to do, once you have selected the tactics uh, in accordance with your list of guiding principles, which we have talked about before – so you know where you're going. You've assembled the team that you believe are capable of getting you there. You've got the tactics. You've got your key result areas, which you're going to measure along the way. It's really time for the bureaucracy to love you along and goose you along and take the journey along with you and savor in the winds and, and help you out and be supportive. And unfortunately, more often than not, the bureaucracy are the, uh, are the process police or there's something else, and that's just occurred to me. Uh, I always used to, uh, in a lot of my teaching, uh, and I don't do it too much in keynote speeches because you might risk offending somebody, but I used to talk a lot about the vice president in charge of being concerned. And the vice president in charge of being concerned is the person who comes up to your desk in the morning and says, I'm very concerned about this. I'm very concerned about that. We should be very concerned about this. We should be very concerned about that. And then uh, sometime in the middle of the day, they change their wardrobe or change the costume. And they come back to see you later in the afternoon. Now, what did you do about my concern? What have you done about my concern? Look, the last thing any business needs is a vice president in charge of being concerned. And now we've got some research. So as uh, people who regularly listen to these podcasts know, uh, I'm, I'm at work on the new book, which comes out next January. I'm not revealing a title of it yet, but the manuscript goes in at the end of May. So I'm in the thick of, of, of working on this new book. And each week as uh, research uh, from uh, my research director, Lawrence Houghton, uh, and our other resources pours across my desk, uh, I'm, I'm landing on something else and I'm going, Wow. This is big enough for a podcast. This is big enough to be a game changer. And so what we do, uh, and, and I want to highlight our research this way. In all of my books, uh, all of the research is, uh, there's a whole separate chapter at the end of the book, and it lists all the sources, all the research. I, I believe in complete transparency. But we will never take one study or, or one survey and quote that in a book because it could be wrong. And if you put incorrect information in a book, then a reader could say, well, I bet the rest of the book is bullshit too. And so when we come across a set of numbers, I mean, everybody knows, everybody who's around me knows, you know, go out and duplicate this several times. We need several sources on this. I never want to be on a stage teaching several thousand people and have somebody stand up and say, that's not right. So I'm about to share a number. And, and if you get the number – the number is enough to become a game changer because it's going to say change your behavior. And here's the number. 
from a number of different sources. Dale is a biggie. Seven out of ten employees, seven out of ten employees say that the most stressful part of their job is dealing with their boss. Now think about that. 70%? 70% of employees say the most stressful part of their job is dealing with their boss, but the research gets even better. The reason is unnecessary leadership, <laughs> or what most of us call bureaucracy. Micromanagement. And, and, yeah. and micromanaging. And, and, and here's the problem. So as we were talking about it this week, as I was working on the chapter, I was having lots of discussions with lots of lots of people, all the people I regularly call on and some I call on occasionally. And sometimes I'll just call somebody I haven't talked to for a long time as a CEO of a great company and run something by them. Uh, but the bottom line is, at the end of the day, Dale, you can't do everyone's thinking for them. And as a CEO pointed out to me this week, he said the reason you can't do anyone, everyone's thinking for them is because you're not that smart. And he added, if you happen to be that smart, your people will resent it so much that they'll move heaven and earth to prove you wrong. Now think about that. You can't do everyone's thinking for them because you're not that smart. And if you happen to be that smart, your people will resent it so much that they'll move heaven and earth to prove you wrong. So here's what we've got. 70% of employees saying the most stressful part of their job is dealing with their boss. And they say it's because of unnecessary leadership or bureaucracy or micromanaging. So leadership is actually the art of improving everyone's execution without undue monitoring, observation, or harassment. And, of course, we keep coming back uh, to a place we visit repeatedly uh, in these podcasts, and that is what every company needs. Uh, whether you are a restaurant owner in Des Moines, whether you run a manufacturing facility in Greensboro, whether you run a financial services company in Oregon, what you need is, in your company, in your business, you need a list of five or six guiding principles. Because guiding principles are the rules of the road. They're what create the boundaries. They are the do's. They are the don'ts. They are the ways we make the decisions. And they also reduce the excuses for unproductive micromanagement. And they let people focus on doing their part. And they move decision-making down to the lowest level. And uh, I, I, as you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm an inveterate reader. I, I read a lot, two or three books a week. I don't read a lot of business books because I, I don't like to study my competition that much. But one of my favorites of all time, and if, if people haven't read it, they should, uh, was written by a guy who's become kind of a friend of mine, Charles Handy. And he wrote a book titled The Age of Unreason. And in The Age of Unreason, he summed it up best when he said, it tempts all credulity and all credibility for someone to proclaim a campaign for the homeless from a penthouse apartment. And see, the same thing, Dale, is true of those guiding principles. They apply to everyone in the organization. There are no exceptions. There's no wiggle room for owners, executives, or CEOs. The saying, and my father used to tell me this when I was a teenage boy, and it's probably a reason we weren't good friends for a few years, when he would say, do as I say, not as I do. Now, those are the most stupid words I have ever heard in my entire life. It's universally demoralizing 
and a turnoff. So I think so, – so if I say to people today, back off. I mean the evidence is pretty clear. Seven out of ten employees, 70 percent say the most stressful part of their job is dealing with their boss because of unnecessary leadership and micromanaging. So it's one thing to say back off, uh, but backing off is hard unless you have something to replace it with, which I think brings us right back to the fact that if you have not created this list of five, six, or seven guiding principles for your enterprise, you need to have them. Uh, because those become the rules of the road, which then lets you back off a little bit. So if if somebody's saying, okay, wait a minute, I'm up against a brick wall here, uh, help me out with the, with the guiding principles. And we've spent some podcasts, some time in podcasts early on talking about guiding principles. But can you share a story of a com- of a specific guiding principle in one of the companies that you've worked with so people can start to process exactly what that means, what it looks like. It's not just a platitude. Sure. It's not something that sits upon a wall and nobody pays attention to. So give us, give uh, us an sure. example of a guiding so, principle. So, okay. So, so a guiding principle, uh, and, and by the way, you don't need many. You don't need many rules. Uh, most truly great companies operate with five or six guiding principles. That's, that's number one. Number two, They have to be very, very short. Uh, They come from where the head meets the heart. And and if you just try to put your head into it, you'll come up with a bunch of dumb rules. So so it's got to be where the head meets the heart. And and they have to keep in mind that beacon on the hill, which is where you're trying to go, your big strategic objective. But you might have a set of guiding principles that say, number one, ethics. We are going to have 100% compliance with every rule and regulation 100% of the time, which will give us 10,000% compliance. So we are going to have ethics. Well, you know, if that becomes one of your guiding principles, then guess what? You can't do anything unethical or otherwise it's not a principle at all. Uh, one, One of your guiding principles might be everything we do is going to be quality, and it's going to apply to everything we do, our products, our manufacturing methods, our marketing efforts, our people, and our relationships with each other. So one of them might be uh, quality. Another one might be growth. We are a growth organization always looking for opportunities to grow. So there are there are two or three examples. People can read my books uh, for, for other examples. I, I don't want to lay in somebody's lap uh, five or six guiding principles and then have them say, well, this is what Jason Jennings said the guiding principle should be, so that's what I'm going to write down and do. No, I They've got to be unique to the business. It, it's got to be unique to the business. It's got to be unique to your circumstances. It's got to be unique to what you're trying to do. It's got to be unique to your belief structure. It's got to be unique to your moral compass. It is what's right and wrong. But when you provide those to people, people, then finally you're able to stop micromanaging. I mean, one final time, 70% of employees say the biggest problem with their job is dealing with their boss. And the research or the reason research shows is micromanaging and unnecessary leadership. I think the game changer here is stop it. Especially if that boss is go walking around saying things like do as I say, not as I do. Because exactly. we've talked about the millennials, which yes. is a major part of the workforce. That don't fly. Uh, no, there is a certain part of the anatomy they will show you. Yeah. 
I mean, that that does not fly with with uh, with the millennials. And it's just wrong. Especially, not, 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 exactly. not only will it not fly with millennials, it is <clears throat> just wrong. It's wrong. Absolutely. Well, those are definitely uh, that's a game changing approach. Brings us back to the focus, the laser like focus on those that set of uh, guiding principles that every business must must have, and uh, have a conversation with your employees as well. Yeah, and, and in fact, in other podcasts, they they can look through the history of the podcast, and and they can find another podcast or two about guiding principles. Definitely so. Great stuff, as always, Jason. Uh, let's quickly ask our listeners to do uh, just one thing. Go into iTunes, type Jason Jennings in the search bar for the iTunes store. When it comes up, click the podcast, then go to the Reviews and Ratings tab and write a review and leave a rating. It's one of the ways that iTunes will push this podcast up higher on its list in the business section so that more people can have an, a chance to listen to this great content. Uh, yeah, thousands of people we know, as many as fifty to 20,000 people have downloaded specific podcasts, um, and most of them are doing it through my website, uh, which is fine because we want everybody to get the information. Uh, but look, I mean, if you've gotten something out of this podcast or any of the other podcasts, you know, you owe us a favor. Uh, you're not paying anything for it. Uh, this is free. Uh, we do this in the interest of making you a better leader, uh, but it's payback time. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, which is uh, go to the iTunes store and give us a review. And uh, uh, when should you do that? Well, I'm reminded of a, a saying I heard a number of years ago, and I hope I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it twice uh, because there's a lesson in it and you can use it as well. On the Plains of Hesitation, Bleach the bones of countless millions who on the dawn of victory paused to rest and while resting died. Hmm. So when should you go to the iTunes store and do it? Uh, not tonight, not next Sunday afternoon when you're catching up on, uh, on your emails because we know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Take two minutes and do it now, please. It'd be huge. And for those who are altruistic, do it because somebody else is going to be helped by these podcasts when you point them in the right direction. So. You got it. Hey, Jason, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Dale. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason.jennings.com. Dot com.